Welcome to Hellas Football episode 18. Welcome to 2023. We've finally been able to get together to uh, bring you the first episode of the year. Uh, I'm Greg from uh, Sydney hosting today and I've got with me Stephen from uh, England in London. How are you doing, Stephen? Uh, Happy New Year, Greg. I'm doing good. Yeah, a lot's happened since we last did an episode, but I'm sure we'll try to cover the most recent events. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being back on the podcast. Good stuff. And the new man, Nicholas. How you going, yeah, man? Happy- How's 2023 20, treating you? New, newly wedded oh, so- man now? Yeah, newly wedded as well, Kyola. Yeah, happy new year, guys. <laughs> uh, so far, so good. Nice, nice. All right, cool. Well, we'll kick it off. Um, we know a lot of people have been waiting for us to uh, get a podcast together. Um, and it's been tough with just a lot of commitments and holidays and whatnot, but we're here now. And we're going to jump into the Super League. Um, we had uh, round 17... That just passed. We've had a few rounds in between there. Um, with round 16, that was midweek as well. Uh, but we'll focus on what happened um, just recently. So game one was Lebedia. And it's turned into a real... Um, we'll talk about it more as we go on. But the league has turned quite interesting with almost a four-way tie now uh, close to fighting the, t- the title. But we kicked off the round um, with Lebediakos to Pasianana. Pasianana had a big win in the midweek game against Aeg. They beat Aeg 2-1. And they've continued that form, beating Lebediagos away from home 3-1. Um, they got it to a 3-0 lead. Um, and Lebediagos got a consolation goal after coming out hard in the second half to try and salvage something. But it was Pasianana who was getting the goals uh, through Balan, uh, Eraniske, and Pamlidis. just got a beautiful goal in the 69th minute. And Lebediagos got a consolation goal by Papana Yuatu. Went a nice shot there as well in the 88th minute. Um, Stephen, did you catch much of this game? Or anything of this game? I saw the highlights, Greg, and yeah, this is this was important for Bas. They're picking up a bit of form. They're 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 undefeated in four now, so that's it was a, quite integral. They got that win away from home as well because they kind of they I think they had a bit of a hangover from last season when they were so impressive, and now they're starting to look a bit more themselves again. So it was very crucial that they got that win against Levatiagos. Yeah, and they're slowly climbing up the ladder. They might uh, be challenging, I reckon, for that lucrative sixth place. We'll see how that goes. The next game was Lamia hosting Falk. Falk were comfortable winners 3-0. They had Nelson Oliveira uh, open the scoring in the 13th minute. Um, it was a shot by Nari that deflected off him. Then uh, Thiago Dundas scored a nice goal in the 27th minute to make it 2-0. And then Zivkovic rounded off the 3-0 in the 58th minute. Um, very comfortable win for Balk. They're playing some good football. Um, their, their little Greek uh, star at the moment, Kostantelias, is playing amazing in the midfield, and uh, it's great watching him play. So, um, but you know, someone to watch out for is Balk. They're just they're playing some. They've improved their football greatly in the last uh, probably two months, and they're coming on strong. Nick, what are your thoughts on this game and on Balk especially? They've sort of flown under the radar of the four. You, as you mentioned, it's a it's really heating up now at the top of the ladder. They're the ones that have flown under the radar the most. Yeah. Well, yeah. With, uh, the, the Dantas, Costandelias, it's the old guard and the new guard, a mix of them. They, they found the blend and man, it's what works for it. No, no one's been it's talking good. about them, really. Everyone's been talking Panathinaikos, even Olympiakos. No one's talking about Palkas. Look, look, I wouldn't say they've turned the corner fully yet, but they're definitely under the radar and, and they're in with a sniff. Maybe Aris won new in the midweek games that I was talking about earlier. Um, it was a convincing win in that game. They're usually the Polk Aris games 
probably a little bit closer than um, what I've generally seen over the last, you know, many, many years. Um, but this time I thought Bulk was definitely the better team. So uh, see what happens in the weeks to come. There's going to be some big games coming up. Uh, that brings us to... Uh, we we yes. play Bulk three times in a row coming up this month. Oh, wow. With the Cup. Oh, <laughs> the Cup. Yeah. Three in a row. That is going to be huge. Provided we get that through... That is going to be Volos, massive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, huge. I can't wait for that. Speaking of Volos, they hosted Olympiacos on Sunday. And um, Olympiacos, as I expected, were comfortable winners 4 Um It's quite amazing with Volos what's happening there. And I think what we've seen the last three seasons now from Volos, where they start off really well um, and then just just fall apart at, at the halfway mark. In this game, um, Pep Beal to open the scoring in the seventh minute. Um, Huang in beyond made it 2-0 in the 22nd minute. Bakambu made it 3-0 in the 45th minute. And El Arabi uh, 4-0 in the 75th minute. Stephen, your team, your thoughts this match in general? Well, I will start with the home side. It, I, it was so typical of Volos. It's like they're following a script every season where they start off so well. Everyone thinks, oh, they might actually be top four to title contenders this year. Terrible and <laughs> terrible now. And it looks like they might even fall out of the top six because their form has been pretty poor. And they, yeah, I mean, compared to the first game where we played them in Birea, they were they were terrible in this match. You know, they didn't take the game to us at all. They hardly had a sniff. I think they had one opportunity the whole game that Pascalakis thankfully managed to save. But other than that, they didn't really threaten. And and with us, we're looking much better. We, we, ever since the... the the, the break that we needed during the World Cup has really seemed to have given us that boost we needed. And um, uh, M- M- Miguel has made all those changes that were necessary. A lot of players are, are leaving f- thick and fast and the players that are staying are performing and stepping up. And the key, one of the biggest keys to our success has been Gostas Fortunis. You know, even if he doesn't score or assist, he is back to his best. And I'm, I, I pray every game that he doesn't get injured again because... He is brilliant. Uh, he's just a joy to watch every single week. And um, yeah, we, we, we've three wins on the trot as well for us now. And may that continue. And, you know, it's still a long season. Nothing's guaranteed this season for us and maybe even for other teams around us. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You mentioned Fortunis. It's quite incredible what, what's happened with him in, in the last month. I mean, since the last podcast, we were talking about Fortunis and what's happened to him. Is he going to get some game time? We saw him get some some brief uh, sub moments in the games uh, towards the end of the year, but he's really come on strong this year. And like, I hope he's, especially for the ethnic key stakes. I, hope he, I mean, he's in hot form. He's got to he's got to return to the ethnic key. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, in eight in eight appearances this season, I don't think he started all of those, but he scored three and assisted one. So he's he's in top form right now. And even though he's not playing in the centre of attacking midfield, because him, Biel and James Rodriguez are all kind of alternating together. It makes for a really nice att- attacking unit. And 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 I think once the defence was sorted out, now that we were given the chance to play some free-flowing football, that we, we haven't really seen at Olympiagos for a couple of years now. You know, as, as Pedro Martins con- continued with us, his football became a lot more, even more and more restrictive. And then by the end, it was just unrecognisable. Whereas uh, Miguel has come back and, maybe brought a bit more of, of the traditional Olympiagos flair, let's say, to, to the team. And I, I just I just love seeing us play good football, you know, over anything else at the moment. Look, and yeah, totally, totally true. Um, and uh, one other thing I'll mention is, uh, just on a slightly different topic, Volos, we're talking about their, their form. Um, 
a staggering stat that I'm just looking up now. They haven't scored a goal since uh, for nearly two or two months now. Tomorrow is two months since they scored um, a goal, and the last win was against Barcelona on the 11th of November. So um, the, the downfall is just has been quite extraordinary. So we'll see what happens there. Next game was a Tromitos versus Just, just, course. It was a, just yes. on that game, Greg. What about the explosive uh, call from the Volos player, Barrientos? Oh, yes, Barrientos. So he's claiming that his agent was going to give uh, was going to offer him forty grand if he got a red card. Is that 40, right? Forty thousand euro. Yeah, forty thousand euro. So my first thoughts are: look, and we we're talking about this with Steve beforehand. Uh, interesting stuff. I, I can't see how Olympiacos would want to go to those depths to do anything like that against a big plan against Volos. I mean, it was we all knew there was going to be an easy win for Olympiacos. So is Olympiacos involved? Is his agent involved with the betting agency or something like that? Or to be seen in the next few weeks? What do you think, Nick? I don't know. My, my first gut instinct, first thought goes to, or it's, it involves Olympiacos because, you know, they've, they've got the track record, but when you think about it, why why would Olympiacos really want to do that against right. Sonic? They're playing Panathinaikos right. or Bal. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's Volos. Yeah, yeah. that's so, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, when you look at it close, that's probably a betting agency. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. But and we'll find just, out. We'll show this if it's even it. true. If it's even true, and, and then, then again, just, why would the guy come out and make up a lie? So who knows? Uh, and then just to jump on that as well, I think it just in general, when I saw the news, it 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 didn't uh, it didn't disappoint me because my team might be involved, you know, if they are, then that's obviously very disappointing on my part because I want the game to be clean and competitive, but it ruins it for me. It just comes out at the worst possible time where we're, we're seeing four teams battle it out for the title. And it's such an exciting season. And then this, this news comes out and it's like, Oh, for goodness sake, it's like, it's Greek football all over again. And it's just so disappointing. I don't think it's going to hold the headlines. I think that the title race will still dominate the headlines. Yeah. And I haven't seen any mainstream media, report about it either like from what i don't know where the news came originally but i've not seen it gain a lot of traction with with any of the big um, no 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 not at all not at all not at all all right we'll move on um atromitos for sionikos was the next game atromitos were two winners reasonably comfortable as i mentioned in my forward review atromitos finally decided to play some football um and we're, we're good winners they could have had a few more goals Ionikos on their side, um, really struggling. They're just not producing much. Um, and it's showing in the league where they're dead last. So a good win for Atomitos, fellas. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Coleman ball is 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 alive and well at Atomitos. Um, well, yeah. They could make the seat. Yeah. They could do. Yeah, they're doing all right at the moment. Um, and... And Ionikos, again, another team that's having a hangover from last season where they, they didn't play the best football last season, but what they did play was functional fo- defensive football and it really worked for them. They got some impressive results, but now they're just, they're nowhere. They're, they're not doing anything and they're dead last and they don't look like they're going to shift from that until maybe the, the relegation playoffs so they might have a chance to pick up some late results to save themselves. I mean, they're not but that they far They could be behind. cut adrift. Yeah. They could be cut adrift by then. The way they've yeah, got some... They've got some good players there, man. Like, and look, and I gotta say, like all those goals that were going in for Osman uh, last year are just not going in this year. So, uh, or this season versus last season. Um, but you know, Valerianos, uh, Manzis, Migas, they've got some good players there. So, but it's just yeah, something's got to change. There. It's just not happening for him. Also, the other guy that's quite impressive that there is, um, I think it's Lavera, uh, 
Yeah, he was with us, Maxi Lovera, the, the, the man who's never had a chance with us, really. He was never given an opportunity at Olympiagos. But then that's the story of of a lot of players at Olympiagos. And he's he's still out on loan. I think he's still a he's still an Olympiagos player. So right. we'll see what happens to him in okay. the summer. But I have I have a feeling he won't be at the club if it's sort of sent out, if it's him sent out on loan again or if he'll actually be cleared out like many others are being right now. Fair enough. Uh, the other game was Aris, 3-0 winners of Asteras It was uh, a nice, comfortable win for Aris. Uh, a needed, comfortable win. They've had some a lot of close games of late. Um, it's been a while since had a big one. So, 3-0 win for Aris. Asteras Tripolis had a bit of a hangover. They, um, they won 3-0 uh, during the week against Lamia and then lost 3-0 you know, to, to Aris, who incidentally kept, uh, recovered from the derby loss to Balk. Um, fellas, any thoughts on this particular game or any other two teams? I, you know what? People may disagree with me. I'm, I think, I think um, their manager's picking up some good results. Um, whose name escapes me, even though he played, he was a Premier League manager. I can't remember, I can never remember his name. And Podju. Yeah. Um, Podju. Sorry? The Aris manager, Alan Podju. Yeah, Alan Podju. Yeah. Yeah. I, he just doesn't convince me. And I don't know, maybe it's because he wasn't convincing in the Premier League for, for a very long time, but he is picking up results here and there. But whenever Addis play, they don't always seem like they're the most convincing, especially against the bigger teams when they play us. And and look, granted, it, his first game, he or second game, he beat us, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, can, I can't exactly talk, but I don't know. He's not still yet to completely convince me at Addis, to be honest. Well, let's face it, they're nowhere near as good as what there was with the Argentine Bottas in charge of them, which is still, I don't know if they regret that or not, but they were a real mean machine under the Argentine coach. Um, they've been, I mean, they've been too super inconsistent all year, but I thought when they were hot with the Argentine, they were hot and they played some great football where with, with Podju, they've been okay, but they haven't set the world on fire just yet. And Asteras for me has just been a huge disappointment this year. Yeah, they they they've not played some any some anywhere near as nice a football as they did last year. I mean, I guess their their mantra was always just to buy Spanish players to see if they could play some nice football, and and that doesn't seem to be working so much this season. And it's in Argentines. Yeah, literally, and it's not working for them this year, unfortunately. So then that takes us to the big derby um, at Ayo Sofia, where I took on Panathinaikos. It was a sold out stadium. Uh, a came out winners 1-0 through the goal from Pineda in the 68th minute from the assist from Araujo. Um, look, uh, look, plenty to talk about. Um, and me and Nick haven't really spoken about this until now, so it should be interesting conversation. Um, yeah, no, look, yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought the first half was... I'll, I'll go first in the, from my view. Um, I thought the first half was pretty even. In fact, I thought Panathakos scared me a few times on the counter-attack, even though nothing really came to fruition. Um, I thought the second half, uh, it was the last 30 minutes where Ayek finally decided to play some decent football and really um, just attack better and, and press Panathinaikos a lot more. We eventually got the winner. There was the the incident with the, the firecracker, which has received, for the most part, I haven't seen too much reaction to it. From a, a, some people have, limited people have big reactions, whereas the majority of Panathinaikos fans that I know haven't had a big cry about what happened. Um, we'll get to, you, to your thoughts about that soon, Nick. Um, but look, from my where I saw it, look, I, when when um, when Brignoli went down, I, I thought something hit him and then I saw the replay. And look, I don't condone having those firecrackers being thrown on the stadium at all, onto the field. 
but it was a good five metres away from him. It went off, not good. Um, look, the play was stopped. Um, they waited for him to recover and everything to settle down, and he did. There was a drop ball and play continued. There was a drop ball given to Ayak. Ayak had possession at the time uh, before the referee blew the whistle, and it, what happened happened. We um, Haji Safi passed to Araujo, who passed to Pineda, who took his shot, and in Bignoli's shot attempts to save it, it went in. So, and that was the deciding factor. And then at the end of the game, Ioannidis um, actually had a post, which nearly went in there for for Panathinaikos. And then Ayak had a penalty from a beautiful penalty um, won by uh, Fernandez, our, our new signing from Volos, who I thought was fantastic. And I hope we get to see more of him over Amrabat, who I thought was a bit ordinary in this game. Um, so we could have had a 2 0, but uh, brilliant save from the Italian on Levi Garcia. Um, that was my thoughts. I thought everything, you know, pretty. It was a it was a big game. Ake, I thought overall didn't play to the best of their abilities that we've seen in the last few um, last few months recently, but enough to get the win. Nick, all your thoughts? Uh, for a neutral, it would have been a very entertaining derby. It was one of the better ones. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty a lot of up and down uh, football. Free flowing, two teams. I I, I thought we we're going to be a bit more. What's the word? Reserved and cautious. But we, 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 we had a dig, um, as you said, first half quite even. Then the, the goal, he's been, look, for me, he's been the best keeper in the league this season, Yawan Brignoli. So to get beaten like that at a top, really tight angle like that, I thought he should have done better. Yeah, that was fr- frustrating there. Then from there, we're playing, we've actually had a lot of that to do, play catcher. Uh, since, since we've come back, we've been rusty as a whole. We had a frustrating draw to, with Offi and someone else. Yonikos, I think we, we've had we've dropped points just in conceding goals, really poor goals. And we've only conceded seven all season, and this is this is one of the poor ones uh, to concede. Then, yeah, we tried to go for it. The hitting the, the post was frustrating in stoppage time with Yonikos. I, I thought it was going in at one stage, <laughs> but looking back at it, like it was hard, the chance was harder than than what it actually looked like initially. It was a tight yeah, end, it was probably going yeah. an hour as well on the fly. Yeah. It would have been hard. Yeah. Yeah, in that atmosphere in, in, as well. In week of foot as well. Yes, yes. So, Stephen, but to you go down there and concede oh. the penalty was that, that was a, what that, that 30 seconds summed it up, really, especially the second half. Yeah, that summed yeah, it up yeah, absolutely. End, end to end. And good, good save by Brignoli, the penalty. Massive. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was hardly, it was <laughs> hit, hit hard in the corner and he, he dove perfectly for it. Stephen, you had something to say then? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, pro- probably a bit too early to even bring this up, but that keeps the head-to-head even, doesn't it, between the two? Because we yeah. won that little Foros 2-1. If that went in, I would have had the head-to-head. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be big. There's obviously, well, we've done our games for the season. We'll see you again in the in the playoffs. Two, two in the playoffs, yeah, home and away in and the it's, playoffs. I think it's going to be pretty heated, um, uh, pretty oh. heated game, the first one, whenever it comes around, because oh, I know there's not, been not some reaction to not not only just our two clubs, even Olympiacos and Paul, or I, the yeah. pessimist in me thinks that something big is going to go down in these players, well, like big, big off field. Nick, That's it's funny you say that, five. Nick, because me and uh, Stephen were just discussing beforehand how we've got you know four teams going for the championship and um, emotions was, are going to pull over. I was saying, yeah, look, every time we've had this situation, we've had a very competitive four team situation. Something big has happened off the field. That has ruined it's everything. Getting, getting so let's huge, yeah. fingers crossed nothing like that happens, but I can see it happening. Stephen? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so 
Uh, this isn't related to this game specifically, but why is it that people, a lot of people online, when we were posting about Bathanagos versus Aik, why do people don't? Why do people not think it's the Athenian derby? It is the Athenian derby. Bathanagos, the centre of Athens, and so and um, I know Aik are in Nephilidavia, but like, yeah, it's the Athenian derby. But it's both. It's Athens been an clubs. Athenian derby for many, many years. Okay, what? so which, um, uh, there which was a few fans. Side? From which side, though? Uh, they were claiming that um, some were claiming because of Aik's where Aik is located, it's not really, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's an Athenian it derby. Not, but it was mainly yeah. about that and a few people referring to the Constantinople roots of Aik. But that's, my mind look, went to that, just, yeah. Yeah. My mind, um, yeah, was, that's, that's why I asked. But a lot of the other ones were just silly stuff about where Aik is located, council-wise and crap like that. At the end of the day, it's an Athenian derby, always has been, always will be. Um, so, you know, suck it if you don't like it. <laughs> Um, all right, that's that game. And then final game of the of the round was Panatolikos and Ofi. A, a, a stunning Fornia win for Ofi at Panatolikos, uh, at Rinio. Um, Panatolikos be, becoming, you know, at one stage they were one of the form teams, but they're quickly becoming one of the, the another Volos and very inconsistent. Um, Ofi, to their credit, they've really come strong probably in the last, uh, probably the last month or so, maybe less, but in the last few games, they've really proven to be a strong team. Um, they had uh, 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 Dico. Um, <laughs> what's yeah. the player's name? Um, Nua Dico. Let me just get his, let me just get his, new, his full name. He played in the he? lower leagues in England. Noah, Noah Dico. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Noah Dico. So oh my God, it's that absolute... guy. Yeah. He played for Wolves, I think, and Wolves, a couple yeah. other sides. Yeah. Man, that's a Well, he's got an absolute pass. screamer. Have you guys seen his first goal? No, I haven't. I need to watch it now. It's a it's a psalida of a cross. It's a absolute beauty. So he um he scored that in the twenty seventh minute to make a one nil. He then made it two nil in the fifty second minute with another good dribble and finish. Um, Juan Toral made it three nil in the seventy third minute, and Tilianivis made it four nil in the ninety third minute with a, a nice dribble and and finish, taking advantage of a mistake in the defense of Panetolikos, and it was a good result for him. He's fought injury to come back. Good player, and he was rewarded with the goal. They say good on to him for him. Um, Orfi starting to play some good football, starting to, and they've got some players back uh, like um, uh, Nira, like John Turrell. Dico's uh, finding some form now, and they've got Tilianidis back, and Baloyanis playing some good football as well. So um, let's see what happens with uh, Orfi. It'd be great to see them up there again and playing and being a strong team. Panatolikos, yeah. I'm a little bit. You know, they've got the new owner, the, the, the billionaire owner. So see, we'll see what happens to them in the next uh, few seasons. But a bit concerning for them. They started off the game quite well, but then just they just fell apart after that, especially in the second half. Um, fellas, any thoughts on this game or the two teams? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to stick clear. Well, well and truly clear of relegation, Coffee. They've, they've turned the corner. They, they've probably been one of the forms, one of the better sides since the league resumed. Because not only are they playing, not only is not only is the football improved, the results have improved, but for me, they've done it in a variety of ways. Like they won four nil this round, but they came to Leoforos and, and were really defended well and very well organized and streetwise to pick up a point. So they can do it in a, a few different ways. Oh yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on them. So, um, in terms of the table, with seventeen rounds done, Panath Makos leads the group, uh, the table with forty two points. Aik is in second, four points behind on thirty eight. Bulk is third with Olympiakos on thirty five. 
so third and fourth. Then Aris has jumped Volos and gone to fifth on 28 points. Volos remains in the top six on 26 points, but their form has been one of the, you know, just looking at it now, they've, um, they're in the bottom four in terms of total points gained in the last uh, five games. Atromitos has jumped to seven, uh, sorry, to seventh on 22 points. So they're four points behind Volos. So the chase is on. Panetolikos has dropped to eight to eight on 19 points. Um, Pasyanana is the other team that's um, slowly moving up there. So they're on 17 points. They've won uh, the last two games. Uh, they haven't lost a game in, the, in five games as well. So uh, they're on 17 points. They've jumped past Asteras Tripolis on the head-to-head. So that's ninth and 10th. In 11th spot is Ofi, who's jumped to 15 points. And just moving away from that relegation battle that's now starting between uh, the bottom three teams. So in 12th place is Lebeliakos on 11 points. Lamia on 10 points and Ionikos last on eight points. So um, I have to say Lamia and Ionikos, I think are really going to fight it out for that, um, for relegation in last place. I think Lebediakos probably has a bit, something a bit over those two teams at the moment. We've seen, I think another thing that really stands out, you see all these teams, they, their form just is up and down so, so inconsistently. So at the moment, you know, definitely on the up is Bastianana, Ofi um, and well, definitely they stand out, Fashanana and Ofi, um, whereas Panetolikos, Lamia, Ionikos, um, they're on the way down, Atromitos, uh, Aris, um, they're, you know, they're probably the more consistent of that group at the moment. So plenty of stuff to, to come up. Um, I might have a look at what's happening in the next round. So next round we have Lamia versus Atromitos uh, on the Saturday. Then we have Palcos Ofi on the Saturday at Tumba. That's going to be a good game. Sunday sees AEC hosting Panetolikos. Uh, I think AEC should win that game. Asteras Tripolis then hosts Levadiakos in what should be a dull nil or draw, I reckon. Um, Olympiakos plays Aris is the big game of the round. Yeah, just week. as uh, I criticise Alan Pardew, we play them. So <laughs> hopefully, I, I don't eat my words. Uh, look, you, you are in hot form. Aris not very good away, so I'm expecting Olympiakos to win that game. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. What's your call, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, this is the first big test for us since we've kind of come back from the break and, and are look, looking much better. Um, and we did lose to Aris. I think they came back and beat us 2-1 previously in Thessaloniki. So, yeah, I think I think we will get the win. I think it'll be 2-0. But I don't think it'll be anywhere near as easy as, as the previous matches that we played. Um, Pasyanana versus Panathinaikos. That's going to be an interesting game. Pasyanana has... They beat you guys. Points. They beat yeah. us and they drew with Olympiakos as well. They nearly beat them too. So what do you see happening there, Nick? Danger game. We, this, we need to freshen up urgently. I was hoping for a signing just to liven us up a bit before this game. I don't think that's going to come. And I, I, I'm fearing the worst. I really am. Yeah, they're normally a bogey team as well. Like during the season, they tend to, um, mm-hmm. they t- like they, they, in previously, I've seen you guys struggle against them. Like we have this season as well. So we'll have to see oh, what happens. Oh, we have lots of times. Lot, it was a season, was it last season or the one before? We Four attempts and we didn't beat them in any game. Yeah. And, and so that something was... ridiculous like that. They've knocked us, I think they've knocked us out over the years in, in a cup tie as well. I remember years ago in the league going up this time of year, December, January time, middle of winter, playing in the snow and losing. I was also going to say, I hope it's not snowing. Yeah, no. Hopefully, I mean, 
we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them as well. Okay, so we're we're just talking about um, Bas Shannon's amazing run and some of the games for next uh, week. So the final game for next week. So Bas Shannon versus Bafamekor. Sorry, Nick, did I get your? What was your prediction for that one? I'll go one-one. Unfortunately, one-one, eh? Well, I'm worried. So I'm worried. I've seen us drop lot points lots of times up there. So Monday morning, it, it could be for us anyway. It could be eight one, one point. point behind Panathinaikos. One point or two, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. The final game is um, the only cause versus Bolos. Um, so that's you know, a game of two teams who desperate. Well, Bolos doesn't need the points, but they're not in good form, and the only cause desperately needs the points. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the other thing that's happening midweek is the the cup game. So uh, it's the we're into the last eight. Just, and we've got not yeah. Um, we're st- this is the second uh, sorry, round, of, round 16. of sixteen. Round of sixteen to see who who's going to qualify for the quarterfinals. So first leg between Levadiakos and Aris finished two uh, one to Aris away from home. The other game was Bansarek. So that's you know you, you'd think Aris will go on and, and get through the yeah, quarterfinals. I think so. The other game is Bansarekos was a Poland bundle. Uh, Bansarekos won the first game three 0 I'm pretty sure they will carry on that form and, and qualify for the last eight. Um, Aik plays Kifisia at Ayo Sofia. We won 2 0 away from home in the first leg there. So, expecting to see um, uh, maybe some players getting rested there and but being able to win or we'll go through on that one. Um, Olympiakos demolished Atromitos 4 1 in the first leg of that game. So, and the way Atromitos plays against the big teams, uh, Olympiakos can we play should there, be the fine. Yeah. I yeah. mean, another Marcelo masterclass, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He uh, banged them in. The in this goals game. he scored were um, absolutely yeah, yeah. filthy. Yeah, they were brilliant. Yeah, so do you think he'll start this game? Well, it all depends on what happens with the left-back situation because Oleg Rebchuk is linked with two clubs where, where he might be leaving. So it might be whether he's dropped to be rested for that and for the league game this weekend if he's still here or if Marcelo just has to become the temporary starting left back until we bring so Steven, someone else in. Let me ask you something. If he does go, if he leaves Olympia Cause, who becomes Olympia Cause's starting left back? No, because it looks like they're gonna spend big on a new left back. I think Marcelo right. will still be the kind of secondary like impact sub, which Sure. But the profile of Marcelo, that shouldn't be the case. Marcelo should be starting. But then you look at the limitations of, of him at this age, unfortunately, and he does leave us very exposed, as we saw in the first half against Adromidos, where he had no one covering him. But then when we brought Samaseku on, Samaseku covered for him in mid, um, in that yeah. side of the midfield yeah. so that Marcelo yeah. could bomb forward. So I don't think Miguel is willing to a, a, a compensate playing Marcelo, even though he brings a lot attacking wise, unless he plays yeah. him on the wing. But then on the wing, that's right. You have Biel Fortunis and or ha- and James Rodriguez. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a head scratcher. And there's been Marcelo is uh, yeah. constantly linked every week with leaving because he's not happy with the game time. But it, it, that's a question mark f- until the until the January transfer window is over. And right now, um, you can't play a week right or left back. I think in the Greek league because there's a lot of teams that are really mastering that counter-attack, like we've seen Pashanana recently, for example, and even Panathinaikos started doing it on Aik in that, that game as well. Um, there's a lot of teams really going for that counter-attack type of game, so you need um, really fit left-backs and right-backs in the Greek Super League. The other game is Panathinaikos versus Bolos. Panathinaikos won 3-0 um, at home in the first leg. They will um, have a comfortable 
uh, trip up to Bolos, and I'm sure they'll definitely get do the job, get the job done there. The other game is Lamia versus Athens Galicia. Um, Athens Galicia, the newly formed uh, team in Galicia, the for, you know former Galicia FC. Um, interesting game that one. Lamia won the first game at home, one all. Oh, sorry, drew one all. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Galicia. Sorry, what are you saying, Stephen? Are they newly formed, or is it just a name change? I thought it was just it's a name, name change. Sorry, name change, name change. So it's the old Galicia Football Club, but yeah, who've yeah. been modernised and and rearranged with the new ownership new ownership there, so. as well. Yeah, yeah. they've got some good. Uh, look, he's done some good things. I think we mentioned that in the previous podcast a few weeks back. But there's some. If you look at their website and some of the things they're doing, it's it's pretty yeah, impressive. It's so, like like the way Lamia is going right now, we, we wouldn't mind seeing Galicia um, do the upset there. Also, um, Yorgos Simos, who ma- who managed the under twenty ones in Offi previously, is now their manager. So that's a oh. that's an interesting mm. acquisition. But they're, they're, hasn't he had a? Yeah, he's had a weird kind of career as a coach, hasn't he? It's very he has. But he has. Uh, you know, Athens Calithea, I'm sure with the kind of revamp of them, their intention is to come back to this, come up to the Super League and try to do something. Let's see if they do it because everyone there was hyper on Volos when they kind of reformed. From you know, from the older yeah. clubs in in that yeah, area, yeah. and they've not really impacted the league like they maybe have wanted to. We'll see what happens with Athens Galicia. Who's top? I think it's Gifisia at the moment. I'm yeah. one of the one it of is. the two that's first. It is Gifisia, yeah. And then the other one, yeah, were... well, they can't get promoted. I think it's Balk B. Yeah, Balk B are top. Banseraigos a second in in the, in Group A, and then Group B. If you see Banahaiki, top two. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, speaking of Balk, they beat Galamata 2-0 away from home. So they'll, again, they'll, they'll get a, a passage through the quarterfinals. And the other game was Apollon Paralimnu uh, versus Ayos Nicolaos. That's actually the uh, the closest game so far. Now, sorry, I just want to make sure my app, yeah, no, it's Apollon Paralimnu. Um, two walls, so Ayos Nicolaos hosts the next game. Uh, in Crete, so that would be um, that's probably one of the closest ties in this 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 draw. So that, we'll see yeah, what happens. That confused me because I I had to double take at Baralimnu as well because I thought for a moment I thought it was Baralimnu in Cyprus, okay. not not okay. Baralimnu in Crete. <laughs> I was like, when did Baralimnu get initiated? What, what, what got me? They, they've got the, their um their their logo is exactly like a Poland Smirny. Ah, uh, so that's what got me caught. And funny enough. Ayos Nicolaos is a very similar logo to Ionikos. So, uh, yeah, look, power to those two teams. We'll see what happens in that one. Um, the final thing we wanted to mention was transfers. I haven't haven't got any huge amount of transfer news. I know um, there's been recent talk about Petros Mandalos from the AX side of things being looked at by uh, Apoel in Cyprus, which um, does not surprise me. Is The general trend is a, a good Greek player that is sort of struggling for time with a big Greek club usually ends up with a Apoel or Anorthosis or Monia or something like that. So I think that I haven't heard much about it personally, but it wouldn't be surprised if that was to happen. Um, what about on the red side of things, Stephen? Anything in news on Olympiakos? Well, as many people are aware, Greg, there's a fire sale going on at Olympiakos. And thus far, one, two, three, four, What's five, news? six players have currently, uh, as it stands, have left the club with, as I mentioned before, Oleg Rebchuk is being linked with Strasbourg and... Uh, who else was it? It was um, Bologna in Syria. So he's on the verge of leaving too. And we brought in Rodney from um, 
from Brazil, Flamengo. He's been good so far at right back, actually. He's the he's the right back we've been missing since um, El Abdelawi left, to be honest. Um, very early days still, but he's looking positive in the first few games he's played. But more more sales to come from Olympiagos. That squad is still a bit huge um, and it needs to be thinned out a bit, for sure. Fair enough. Nicholas from the Banafaiko side of things in the new joy. We need incomings. We've made one signing, uh, Polish uh, left back. I can't even pronounce it, Bukshaks, something like that. He probably should come in. He should come into calculations for a starting spot just because since the legs resume, one guard has dropped off a bit. Uh, we've been heavily linked with, with wingers, especially a particular winger, which makes sense. And that's got to be the top priority uh, with a daughter's injury. But we'll close with a Mexican, uh, Mexican winger. He played in the World Cup for Mexico as well, uh, Antuna. But that oh, yes. Sort of put him through. Unfortunately, that was oh, a whole I thought that actually itself. happened. Nah, it's, right, it looks like right. it's fallen through. So we've been linked with a couple of others, but we'll see. We, uh, I was okay. hoping for one this week. Cool. Okay, and just uh, there is one more uh, target I got. It's Mali Kiki, who's um, an international for Mali. Uh, it's AX, he, and he plays in France. He's got an asking price of three point five million with um, AEC and Besiktas. So basically, um, they're the two trying to get his. His signature from Mets in um in, in France. Cool. Um that's pretty much the main stuff from us this time around, guys. Thank you very much for listening in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, um and all the other main um uh channels that you can listen to great podcasts on. Um that's pretty much it from us. Any last words, fellas, before we go? Well, may this competitive, exciting Greek Super League season continue because it's very intriguing. I'm, I'm, it's really exciting to come back to because I thought after the World Cup, you know, club football might be a bit of a kind of post-World Cup blues there. But no, it's been amazing. You know, I'm really enjoying it so far. I just hope what me and Nick were talking about doesn't come to fruition. I hope not either. Oh, I, you know I what? It's not about who wins it for me. It's oh. just about it that it, it it whoever wins it is fully deserved and nothing controversial happens that kind of spoils exactly. the party for everyone. I don't at this point. I just want it to be a good a fun season. Nick, I'm gonna put you on the spot just before we go. Did you find anything controversial with the whole thing that happened with the eight Banathanae Ghost game? Did you find it controversial at all? Anything in regards to how it all played out with the with the goal in the, the firecracker or anything like that? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's common. We've got to, if it was in, in, in another, maybe a Western European country, I'd say, yeah, but we're talking Greece, especially. It's common, common yeah. place in Greece. Yeah. And we've seen a lot worse than that. Um, so, yeah, look, it, got, it happened, it got settled, and it happened. So I hope, um, I hope uh, Sanity prevails and we don't see any retaliations in the future games between those two clubs. Very there's, good. There's oh, always. There's always what talking points. We, we played you guys at Little Foros and then we got two penalties to come from behind and there were talking points there. There were talking points there, but, you know, and the, the, what I find ironic is, look, I was man enough to admit, um, that, look, they were a little bit, yeah, there's, you, you can pull controversy on it, but at the end of the day, I thought they were both silly penalties that they players gave up. Um, so, good and yeah, maturity. I remember we said of, back um, then, yeah. Both yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, it's good to see, good to see things back in mind and see them for the, what they truly are. All right, guys, thank you very much for the podcast. Hopefully, we can be back on next week and provide our uh, loyal fans with more insight and results and banter and chat and everything like that. Thank you very much. Have a good night.